0: What if the way you've been telling your life story reveals the secret to what is holding you back? Stories play an integral part in how we see not only ourselves, but the whole world. Stories are more than just an important part of communication. They also reveal hidden aspects of our inner talk, which can either support us or end up holding us back from the very things we want most in life without us even realizing it. Join author, mindset coach, and award-winning singer-songwriter, Carrie Rowan, on her show, Look for the Good, every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m., when she shares nuggets of wisdom from her internationally best-selling book, Tell a New Story, five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. Carrie's powerful stories and compelling guests will empower you to change how you look at your own life, while giving you some powerful tools and tips you can use every day to help you feel better and move yourself closer to the life you've been longing to live.
1: Did you know that 68% of employees say that training and development is a company's most important policy? Is your company keeping up with the times? At Human Power Solutions, we provide leading-edge professional development programs to help you attract and retain top talent, because in today's changing world, attracting and retaining employees is the key to your company's long-term success. Contact HPS today to find out how we can upskill your leaders and workforce to be more resilient so your company can thrive in any environment. Visit www.hpowersolutions.com. That's www.hpowersolutions.com today. Hello and welcome to Look for the Good. I'm your host, Carrie Rowan. And here we are in syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern time. Listen online on your mobile device, in your car, or ask Alexa to play Dream Vision 7 radio. To learn more and for a full schedule, go to dreamvision7radio.com and evolve with us as we unite humankind with universal love. And hello, everybody. Here we are and Look for the Good again. And as you know, we talk about looking for the good. Why? Because it's so easy to look for what's wrong in our lives. So we bring on special guests and we talk about real applications of what that means to look for the good and how the mind is so beautifully predisposed to looking for what's wrong and what you can do to switch that off, what you can do to rewire your brain. And it's all about the stories that you tell. And I can't wait to tell you about our special guest, um, Sandy Kearney. She's with Human Power Solutions. Hello, Sandy. Thank you so much for joining us today.
2: Oh, Carrie, thanks for having me.
1: Absolutely. Well, you and I totally connected. I love your story. You have so many amazing stories. It's going to be hard to choose which one to share today. Um, But tell us a little bit about yourself so they can get a little feel of what your background is because you have a really interesting background and you've pivoted so many times.
2: I have. You're, you're right. Um, I started off in my my working career in hospitality, working for Marriott, and ran food service and restaurants for Chili's for several several years. Um, had children and um, moved into having a, a home business, working having a daycare, and uh, then not for me. So moving into <laughs> staffing. I, yeah, I always say, if you don't like kids that much, don't run a daycare. So <laughs> uh, you know, do your passion, right? So I went into staffing for a few years. I really enjoyed that um, and had an opportunity to, um, you know, uh, be home with my children for a little while. And um, I actually had an opportunity to open up a fitness center after getting my personal training certification. Uh, So I had that for several years. That was uh, my first brick and mortar kind of business and uh, sold that after seven years, just hours kind of crazy. And I had a business coach at the time. And he said, you know, why don't you come work for me? And I said, I, okay, sounds good. Uh, and here I am. Uh, 2019, I started my own firm for professional development. And um, here I am. This is what I'm doing for the rest of my life. I love what I do right now. Oh, I love that. And so many
1: times, and I feel like, you know, I tell that to my clients a lot because people get hung up on, you know, I, I'm not sure what it is, what it is. And kind of when you go with the flow of life, like you did, I feel like it leads you down that path, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah. I've had several conversations with people recently about it's been, I don't know. It's been like memory lane lately. And, uh, and every experience I've had has kind of led me here, uh, you know, and, and in, in the professional development world, you know, as you know, Carrie, it's, it's, you're working with different kind of. Businesses, but we're in the people business. And but the very the variety of experiences I've had in corporate, you know, large corporate America, to owning my own small business, to having employees, et cetera, has uh, everything has just led me here. You know, I truly, mm-hmm. believe
1: that. I I love that. It's it's true. It's a path, and each one of those steps leads you a little bit closer, a little bit closer. And then when we allow, the universe just shows us the way. Right when we're not pushing against everything. Mm-hmm and fretting about everything. And we're not getting there fast enough. You know, These are the the human conditions that we find ourselves in, right?
2: Yeah, I, absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And I just love how you pivoted in all those things and how life unfolded for you. What do you think is the most important thing that allowed you to pivot into, because you're, the fields are so varied, right? And for all of our backgrounds, mine is just like that as well. Um, what do you think is the most important thing or the mindset or what you have to say to yourself in order to be open to pivoting?
2: Well, I was forced into pivoting. I mean, uh, I really, I loved working for Marriott. I loved my job. I loved the company, uh, everything about it. But my son got sick. And um, and so, you know, he was diagnosed very early with type 1 diabetes. You and I connected on that. And uh, he was only 16 months old. And, you know, it's, it's it's a tough disease to manage, you know, even when, you know, as an adult. But at 16 months old, when you can't talk and tell how you feel, you know, it was, it was one of those, one of us has to stay home. Uh, mm-hmm. So it was me uh, as, mm-hmm. as per their universe. Right. Uh, so that, yeah. So I did actually, I would, I, I don't know where I'd be if, if that hadn't have happened, but you know, everything happens for a reason and he's 27 years old now and his two beautiful children and, you know, it's fine. I love that. I love that though, and that's the thing. like we can look back now, but a lot of times,
1: you know, when we're in the middle of that hard story, we're in the middle of, you know, why is this happening? And it's really hard to see past it. And I say that a lot. I have a whole chapter in my book about the my biggest, you know, the turnaround story, which is actually about my daughter. Um, and you and sometimes when you're in the midst of it, you can't see it. It's so lovely to be able to look back and go, wow you know, that was my biggest turnaround story. Because sometimes the things that we think are the most awful stories and the worst things that happen to us end up being the reason that we do go into our passions and follow our passions.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I think watching my mom, um, for me, like, I've never had the woe is me. I mean, I have moments of woe is me, but You know, I've always lived kind of in that everything's going to be okay. Um, And I'm that came from my mom for sure. You know, my father died when when I was just about four. My mother had five kids under the age of, you know, 10. He was 36, you know, and she had no education. She just like, she just. She just was like, nope, not going to stop me. And she went back and got her degree. And as very, we just celebrated her 82nd birthday yesterday. And it was, you know, she's amazing. Her life's been amazing. So
3: I
1: love that. And, you know, I, we talk a lot about that, right? I like guess coaches, you always want a role model. You need a role model. Mm-hmm. And when your role model can be your mom, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you don't have to look very far. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I love that. That is so powerful. And happy birthday to mom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because, I feel like that's where a lot of these stories get planted in our head at a really young age, right? Somebody says something to us, good, bad, otherwise well intended. And it kind of gets planted in there. So when somebody can plant something like, Hey, everything's going to work out, right? This is going to be, we can figure this out. You know, we can work through this. Um, that is so powerful. It's a powerful gift to give a young person.
2: Mm, yeah. My kids always laugh at me because we talk, we're talking about, you know, their student loans right now. We're talking about all these things. And they're like, they're like, Mom, your saying is like, we'll figure it out. And they're like, we'll figure it out. It's just, <laughs> you know, that's that's they, they say that all the time. And it's like, that's my saying.
1: I love that because I have a very similar one, and I talk a lot about getting clients to pick like a mantra, right? Mm-hmm. We've talked about this before too. Um, and my one of my favorite ones is things are always working out for me. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's very a- similar, simple, um, you know, because it, it's nice to have something that you can fall back on and that's what we need. That's what we need to teach people. It's great to have all these positive things. but when you're in the thick of it and the stuff's hitting the fan, what is your knee-jerk reaction? What do you go to? What does your mind pop into? And those are the questions to ask, right? Absolutely. Yeah. My motto is get up. I love it. You know, get you get, up. Get,
2: up. get up. Yeah, I
1: love it. Because that can apply to a lot of different things, right? Like you don't want to get out of bed in the morning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it
0: does.
1: You don't want to. Yeah. Or you fall down. You brush yourself <laughs> off. You got to get up. It doesn't matter how many times you fall, right? It's how many yeah. times you get up. And go after it again, and you know, and I know too very well as entrepreneurs that can be tricky sometimes. Um, that can be tricky. and And how did you, how did you implement all this stuff happening with COVID, and all this, you know, because your business was in person. I'm assuming at that point,
2: it was in person. Um, I was really again, like life, kind of prepared me for this, right? Um I had got I had went back and got my masters. I went to Nichols uh, to get my master's in organizational leadership um in twenty sixteen, I think. I finished in twenty eighteen. And um and I, I, that was the first time I'd ever been exposed to I could go in person, but I could also be online. So mm. I was driving to Dudley. I'm like, why am I driving to Dudley when I can be online? So I actually did my master's in a hybrid setting. So I was on most of the time. And so super familiar with the breakout rooms and I thought this is cool, you know, kind of thing. So when COVID hit, you know, it didn't scare me. I was like, Oh, we can just we can just do this on Zoom, and so I was very fortunate. Like my clients were a little leery, like "What?" Um, but like, no, it's fine. I can now, you know, we'll we'll be fine. And so our our sessions now, I mean, we can be in person, but you know, we're just as effective over Zoom because the tools mm-hmm. that we can use. You know, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So that's that's uh. So COVID was. It was game-changing for uh for me and my business because i had just started in 2019 and you know i had spent months in new york building out a team there uh because that's where i wanted to kind of we wanted to kind of be a dual place uh, in, Massachusetts, in new york and it, so when it when it when it hit it was like that's tough so i kind of dropped the you know new york because I just wanted to focus on the clients that I had here, and it was really, it was really an interesting experience. Because so many of our clients were trying to keep their employees busy and going, and you know, on furlough and you know, some pay. So they actually utilized the time um, for doing the. De- Professional development. So, because um, mm-hmm. a lot of our clients get the get grant money, uh, so they had the money for the for you know the training from this grant. So it was really interesting that they utilized that time to you know to keep their employees engaged, and and that was really great. It was it it felt really meaningful. It felt like we were keeping people connected and, you know, engaged with each other. And, you know, so they were able to see each other and talk to each other and, you know, uh, and work together and work on, you know, work on processing and, and issues and things like that. So
1: I love that. That is so powerful that companies turn to something positive, right? Mm-hmm. When a lot of negative was going on. Um, and it sounds like the companies that you were working with were very progressive and able to do it quickly, you know, and hire you guys and get you in there. Because, That's what the world needed. Right. You know, it's they needed people needed some strategies. They needed some tools to help them manage through that time and improve their relations together, you know, because it was a time of turmoil for everybody
2: and connect and connection i mean the,
0: mm-hmm.
2: so much of it was just you know staying connected and and you know not feeling so alone kind of thing
1: mm-hmm. yes keeping the teams together that synergy together mm-hmm. i love that and i love the fact that you had already been on that path with your masters right, right? i mean it's like wow okay well that was just a natural next progression of things yeah. cuz things are always working out for you <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah and it, and it wasn't scary it was like okay, I'll just, you know, all right. So, and Zoom at that time offered like a MCCT class, a a, you know, a modern classroom Mm -hmm. certification training. So I called my facilitators and I said, hey, listen, there's this class, it's 99 bucks. Like I want everyone certified so that you know how to navigate Zoom. And so we did, we took steps. So everyone that was working with me, my 1099, I, you know, basically said, take this and you can facilitate. Cause it really, that class was um you know, that was offered, I don't know how many people took it, but it was mm-hmm. built for classroom teachers, like for educators. Mm-hmm. Uh, we jumped in because I'm like, Oh, I, you know, what's the setup look like? What do we need? How many screens do I need? What do we need for microphone? Like all mm-hmm. of that just went through everything. It was amazing. So, uh, Brilliant. And the team was like, let's, yeah, it, so every, so our clients, regardless of who was facilitating, got a great experience that is
1: wonderful and again you're progressive you're 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 out there you're kind of cutting edge you're like and I feel like that's it's all about education that's what we do we're all about teaching people right mm-hmm. and staying on the cutting edge what's new um to keep everybody connected to keep everybody learning because I feel like that's the basis some of the greatest companies are the ones that keep evolving they keep switching they keep pivoting it you know when they're they're staying up with the curve of technology and what's going on in the world and that's exactly what you guys are doing I love that yeah I love I- that <laughs> absolutely so if you were to share with us um you're you're very resilient obviously because of what you've been through your whole life since you were a tiny little girl um what how do you teach that how do you teach people resiliency and I often think about resiliency with our children right but how do you teach that to employees to companies how do you teach companies to have their people be resilient what do you think is most important about that
2: I think going through you know change management kind of development right so working so you Resiliency is a mindset, change management is a process. So mm. you teach the process and you talk about the mindset. It all kind of goes together. So we have a course called Change and Resiliency and it really is the basis of what is change management, who are the early adopters, who are your innovators, you know, who are the people that are going to follow the follow the leaders, right? And talk a lot about, you know, what the what the elements of change are and what the process to put change in place and how to motivate people. So I I don't, you know, resiliency is a hard thing to teach.
1: Yeah, I'm you're probably. right. It's a mindset.
2: It is. Um, because you get those people who are, you know, Negative constantly, and they just don't see the bright side. And so, you bring in someone like me who always looks at the bright side, I can be pretty aggravating. So, uh, you know, yes, I do. Like, hey. uh, I know so that if, if you go in with a with, hey, this is change management, and this is these are the steps to change, and this is what happens, and these are the steps that you need to take, you know, in order to be to have that agile company. Um, you know, so so that's really what, how we go in. And those people that are on the fence of positive thinking, they they grab it because mm. here's, here's the process. Oh, I have a process now. Now I can embrace this change and now I can go champion it. Um, if you don't have a process for how you're going to make change, then uh, people just are like, what? Yeah, they're lost,
1: right? Yeah, no idea. Um, they, they get stuck in that one big emotion, fear, because change and fear. Yes, that's I the that. that's right. That's the underlying thing. It's like, oh wait, I can't change. This is how I've always done my my job. This is my process or my life. This is how I've always done it. So that's the big thing that comes up for people is fear, and that was everything surrounding everything the pivots that we all had to go through with COVID. Right. Um, and how do you how do you address that? You know, fear. Um, it's just one of those insidious little things. And we have a lot of those little fear stories in our head, mm-hmm. you know, and I find working with clients is getting those out on a piece of paper. What are, what are those fear stories? What do you say in your head around work? Um, how can you tell a better story about work and getting up and getting in that
2: mindset? Um, yeah. Sorry, Carrie. Yeah, uh, of no course. I'm, I'm just thinking, um, I love these conversations. I think it's, it's changing. It's, it's helping people, change their, their words, right? Cause words matter. And so we, what's the truth. So when I talk to people about their fears or why they're not getting somewhere or what's the deal as far as like, why aren't you following this protocol or procedure or whatever? And a lot of times it is that fear, but sometimes it's the, the story that they're telling themselves. So let's say someone says, you know, I'm lazy. I, are you lazy? You know? Talk, talk to me about your day. Mm-hmm. Well, I I go out for a run in the morning, and I work all day, and I take care of my kids. But at the end of the night, I don't feel like doing anything. I just, yeah, I'm just lazy. Is that really true? Right? How many people get up and go for a run in the morning? How many people work full time? Put They're all into their jobs, right? So it's, it's, it's actually like the lie and then the truth, right? Um, so and sometimes, and I always say, it's just not a priority. It just hasn't, you know, like yes. I've run two marathons. Would I like to run run another one? I would just to see how I do, but it's not a priority. So am I training for it? No. Am I lazy? No, it's just not a priority for me. It's like when you go back to school, like everyone says, a lot of people will say, I want to go back to school. It's on my bucket list. Uh, I'll do it someday. And then they're like, well, I, I just don't have time, whatever. It just hasn't become a priority. And once you put it at the top of your list, guess what? it's done. So true. And and I feel like
1: that, what you just said applies to so many things, right? That story of procrastination, which is a big thing too. So we're going to, when we come back from a quick little break right now, we're going to pick right back up with this. this. is a great conversation. I know you guys are hanging on Sandy's every word, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
3: Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to kerryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today.
4: Are you a hardworking Business owner or nonprofit, do you want a bank with a neighborhood feel that you can truly trust? At Webster 5, our mission is to support local organizations and the people who are building stronger communities every day. Webster 5 has a true understanding of the issues facing businesses and nonprofits, from day-to-day processes to long-term funding. Our business banking team offers expert guidance and a unique set of tailored solutions. Visit web5.com to find out more. Webster 5 Member FDIC,
0: Member DIF. Ever notice how your brain automatically focuses on what's wrong in your life? Ever wonder why you find yourself telling the same old story about yourself over and over again? Tune into this high energy show with author and mindset coach, Carrie Rowan, to find out how to retrain your brain to look for the good. Every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. Eastern on syndicated Dream Vision 7 radio network carrie uses powerful storytelling easy to use tools and inspiring guests to exemplify how a simple shift in perspective can bring miraculous results join carrie on a journey into your own transformation that will leave you feeling inspired empowered and ready to find the good every day of
4: your life are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life In her best selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life then get yourself a copy of carrie's highly acclaimed book today go to carrie slash book to get your copy now that's c-a-r-r-i-e-r-o-w-a-n Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast-paced life and want an easy way
5: to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand-selected books, great classes, calming music, and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit CarrieRowan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N.com.
1: Hello, welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Sandy Kearney with Human Power Solutions. And we are having this great conversation. We we're just talking about fear and how fear comes up. And some of these fear stories that we tell ourselves that are not true. And how do you dig in there? How do you get around those stories? And then we started talking a little bit about procrastination, because I know that's a big topic for a lot of people. Um, And it's always fear somehow that's hiding underneath that procrastination. Tell us a little bit about your thoughts on procrastination, what you were just telling me during the break.
2: Yeah, so we talk a lot about procrastination. So there's short-term procrastination, which is where you have a deadline. You have a deadline of like, I have to get this done by the 31st of this month. And then you procrastinate and then you pour it all on, on the 31st of the month to get it done. I'm in (laughs) in one of those modes right now. Um, And long-term procrastination is where you have a project that you have to do, but there's really no deadline and there's really no end to it house projects, um, you know, whatever that is, right? That long-term procrastination, that guilt feeling, like I should go to the gym every day or, you know, whatever that that kind of that, that long-term with no end date, that's what people, that's guilt. That's where people start to feel like they're lazy or they're not motivated or whatever that is. That's where depression starts to come in. Mm. So when we talk to clients about, business goals and personal goals, because we do do both with our clients. Mm -hmm. You know, with those long-term projects that don't have an end date, we just recommend putting little milestones in, right? So just little milestones. So I, I remember when I was moving um from one of my homes, um, where I've moved several times, and uh <laughs> that's a that's whole- a big job. In- <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um and I and I wanted to paint the bedrooms upstairs. And I had three bedrooms upstairs to paint, and I've been like, I wanna paint the bedrooms, I wanna paint the bedrooms. And it was just this long-term kind of every time I go up, she doesn't like the bedrooms aren't painted. So what I decided to do is I said, okay, I'm going to take three weekends and I'm going to do every other weekend. I'm going to paint one of those rooms because it takes, you know, it takes two days to paint a room. So in the six weeks pan- span of time for something I've been thinking about for months and months and months and months and months, I got all three bed- bedrooms painted. Wow! So, you know, it's, it's, it's giving yourself your your end date because once you give your brain a deadline a date you know those smart goals where it's Mm -hmm. time your brain will click to to get that done. I'm getting married in September and I'm a, I'm, I'll be honest with you, I'm a procrastinator, you know, but I got a date like that. I actually got stuff done. You know? Yeah. That's a big date. These little, these little, these little milestones that I've given to myself. Um, yeah, the husband's all planned, which is kind of the most important. Thing. Hey, that's the best part. Yeah. Um, but, you know, but we, we got engaged in December of last year and, you know, I, i'm like now i'm like my sister last night was like what's your theme i'm like i don't know she's like see me every time i talk to you about this wedding she goes you have no details and i'm like <laughs> I, I i know it's like i i know what's getting done you know but but so for someone like her she's just going nuts <laughs> <laughs> you're like, it's all
1: right here. <laughs> yeah,
2: I'm like, it'll be fine. Like, it'll be okay. It'll be, mm-hmm. you know? And that's, that's just, I'm like, I have the band and I have food. We're good. <laughs> so, and I got the husband. <laughs> oh yeah. That too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. I love that.
2: Yeah. But the long-term procrastination is really what kills people. It, yeah. it really is what, um, unless, unless you can put a deadline that the long-term, you know, that's what, where depression kind of kicks in and, you know, losing weight's a perfect example. Owning a gym for seven years, I saw a lot of just people that struggled. Mm -hmm. Um, It hadn't become, there was no, there was no end date, right? There was no, and so that long-term was, was really tough for people.
1: That's really hard. And, and I feel like, you know, we talk a lot about goal setting, right? In business situations, but also in life, you know, I talk with clients about that, but I feel like and tell me what your thoughts are on this. It, even more important than the goal is the intention behind it, right? Mm-hmm. So you can have as many goals as you want, but if you don't have a really strong intention or a why, then none of that really matters. Right,
2: right. You yeah. know? I agree. The why is the why is huge. The why is just really, really huge. Like, why is this important?
0: You yeah. know,
2: and you put it out to the universe and the universe does deliver. It always delivers. That's the beauty. It always delivers. I
1: love that. That's why one of the steps in my book for the five steps to release your negative stories is intention, because we don't realize how powerful that's the thing that sits behind the goal and it drives the goal, right? It's the why. Why do you want to lose weight or why do you want to paint those bedrooms, right? It's like all those things. And you can get yourself into that state of mind because everything's state of mind about the why and bringing that. That's what brings things up in your priority list. but I feel like we don't take the time to sit down and do that. Like do you have a little routine that you like to follow? I know I have a morning routine that gets you strong every morning, gets you in the right mindset.
2: So no, um I don't have a I don't have a solid morning routine, but our yearly routine of writing down goals for the year and looking at those at the end of every quarter and just not just per, not just business but personal as well. what types of things do we want to get accomplished, what's our big things for this year. Um, so, you know, looking at those kind of continues to drive, um, you know, the vision both personally and professionally. So mm-hmm. my my morning routine, I've, I've, uh, like I said, I just, you know, got engaged and I used to just kind of pop out of bed and shower, get ready go. And, um, I'm learning to get up early, have coffee, relax a little bit before the day. So I'm actually, it's new for me and I'm, I'm really enjoying that. I
1: love that because it puts you in that mindset of, Hey, it's a lot of things, but I feel like it's an abundance mindset because you're not feeling that time is scarce, right? It's a relaxation mindset. It's like, it's a, Hey, I can afford to do this because I can, I deserve it. It's also building value for yourself, right? It's a lot of things built into that. It seems small, but it's actually a really big thing and it's self-care.
2: Yeah, it is. And I used to be like, why would you get up at that hour in the morning and have coffee? I, my friends, I'm like, why would you do that? Like when you can sleep an <laughs> extra half an hour. And, you know. Um, and those mornings that I do have to like that I do sleep in a little bit and I am rushed, I those days don't go as well for me. So
1: yeah, it's true. I love that. And I I'm I'm big about the, you know, morning. The non-negotiable morning ritual, the routine, because that's where those little habits gets implanted, right? They they get implanted when we give ourselves that time to stretch and spend thinking. Maybe it's journaling. A lot of people have different methods to get there. Maybe it's meditation for some people. I love meditation. Um, Or priming, you know, priming your mindset for the day. So there's a lot of different ways to achieve that. I love what you're doing. You're just taking the time. It's a gift that you're giving yourself. And when you give yourself that gift, it allows you to sit there and appreciate that, you know? And,
2: and it's start- also time with my fiance. So, you know, because he works second shift. So it's it's that kind of like taking that time to spend together and just to work on your relationship because relationships are hard. Uh life is life is busy and um it's gotta you gotta take that time to spend.
1: And as you said before, I'm gonna use the word again, is making it a priority.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Is yeah, f- finding a place to fit it in. You can stretch the day more by getting up earlier and making a, making yourself a priority. And I feel like that's where they think that going to work early, a lot of people, a lot of my clients is making themselves a priority, but it's really not. It's giving away your power. So make yourself and getting inside your priority, improving your relationships. Because when you do that kind of work, all the relationships in your life improve, don't they? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. At work and at home. So um, I just, I love your whole story. And if you were to give a couple tips to the listeners, what would you, what would you give them tips to improve their life, improve their, you know, um, feeling that they procrastinate or they're not doing enough or um, one or two things that you fall back on. You already shared one with us, but.
2: Yeah, I think. um it's hard to give people advice, right? Cause uh, it's a mindset. I think that I'm a, I'm a, perfectionist in a way. So I'm very hard on myself. And I think people can be very hard on themselves. And, uh, you know, in truth be told, I have to, I will write a list of the good things that have that have that I've done. And instead of focusing on the things that I haven't finished or, or accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, if you take that, that mindset, that attitude of, what good happened today what was what was the favorite part of my day today or you know what am i looking forward to doing and just st- starting off in that positivity um and it's not pollyanna positivity it's just reality like tell yourself the truth right mm-hmm. so you know i'm on a deadline this week and i have a lot to do and it's friday you know, today mm-hmm. and we're, as we're recording this and my brain is like, oh man, you could, you should have done like blah, blah, blah on Monday. Right. But I didn't uh, because my mother's birthday was yesterday and she turned 82. And so I planned a family dinner. So we drove to the Cape. Like that was a priority to me. Should I have stayed home and done work? Probably. But how many more birthdays is my mom going to have? I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I, so it's really giving yourself a break and being like it's fine because it will all get done.
0: Mm-hmm. And I, I, love think that.
2: I think that's the biggest thing and and not missing out on those moments, right? Where you where you regret things, where you didn't take the time to mm-hmm. spend with a loved one. Um I had a I've had two very very close friends of mine pass away in the last 3 years. And one was prior to COVID, and I was so busy. I was working. I was in New York. We were doing a bunch of things, and she was very sick. Um, and and got married to her, her fiance, and and uh, and I missed her wedding because I was in New York, and you know she subsequently passed away, and I regret not making that a priority because we knew that she was going to pass so fast forward to this past month i had another good friend of mine who was terminally ill and um very close friend of mine cancer again the devil um and she went into hospice and i you know i made it a point i'm like we were in the middle of moving and i'm like i'm going to see beth you know, and I just mm-hmm. made made at that point to go and spend time and talk and, you know, and 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 do those kinds of things and and I feel like I was able to say what I wanted to say to her. We had some wonderful conversations and, you know, I, and those are those are those are that's life, right? Um, so I, I think it's giving yourself a break and really knowing what's really important in life.
1: I love that. Back to the priorities again. I'm so sorry to hear about your two friends and the and and the the way that you can reflect back and tell us so honestly. You know, I feel like regret is one of the worst emotions that we humans yeah. uh, have. Uh, it's a terrible thing. And so, but what came out of that is this beautiful priority that you're you you know spending time with your mom yesterday. She's mm-hmm. never going to have another 80 second birthday, right? <laughs> right, right. Uh, and these things, and they're really. And that and sometimes we get so wrapped up in our busyness because I feel like it's an addiction, this busyness that we humans have, mm-hmm. that we do forget what's most important to us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And having a ritual, whether it's annual, daily, monthly, to sit down and reflect what are my values? What do I value most in my life? And where am I spending my time? Right. Um I feel like that's really important because it all ties together. It's time management, but it's not just managing your work stuff, it's your whole life that needs to be managed.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And we're we're in a work-life blend. There's no such thing as a balance. I always call it. like we're in a work-life blend. So, how are I like you like that? And and you know, what ingredients is it? You know, 90% work is in your blender, 10%, you know, what what does that look like? And I and I really hope that people with COVID have really, you know, I hope that people have shifted their priorities a bit, um, but not to the extreme either. Because mm-hmm. honestly, Carrie, I love working. Mm-hmm. I love what I do, um, and I spend a lot of time on it. That being said, you know I make sure that, like, like I said, like I will carve out that time for for other things that are important. But I think you you can't have too much of one and too little of another. You know, on both sides of the coin. I agree. I love that.
1: I like the idea of the blend instead of the balance. Yeah. Because it is blending and it is all together. And so many of us work from home. Mm -hmm. It's got to all blend. You know, (laughs) I mean, I I get locks on that door all the time. It's, it is a blend and, and it's a, it's really a marriage of, of everything together. Um, and I love that thought because I feel like that's where a lot of people struggle. Um, so don't go anywhere. We're going to break for a minute for another word from our sponsor. We'll be right back with Sandy.
5: Hey, beautiful listeners. Are you tired of the fast paced life and want an easy way to help you find your calm? Then head over to the new Look for the Good Marketplace. It's chock full of hand selected books, great classes, calming music and special readings. All you need to help you move closer to a life you're tickled pink about. Just visit carryroan.com and click on the Marketplace tab to find just the right item to soothe your soul today. That's C-A-R-R-I-E-R-O-W-A-N dot com.
4: Are you a hardworking business owner or nonprofit? Do you want a bank with a neighborhood feel that you can truly trust? At Webster 5, our mission is to support local organizations and the people who are building stronger communities every day. Webster 5 has a true understanding of the issues facing businesses and nonprofits. From day-to-day processes to long-term funding, our business banking team offers expert guidance and a unique set of tailored solutions. Visit Web5.com to find out more. Webster 5, member FDIC, member DIF. Are you tired of feeling stressed and stuck? Did you know that the stories we repeatedly tell can be the very thing that makes us feel worse about our life? In her best selling book, Tell a New Story, host and author Carrie Rowan shares the five simple steps to release your negative stories and bring joy to your life. This is not your average self help book. It's a joy to read and it's interactive with QR codes for meditations, original songs, and how to videos at just the perfect point in the story, which makes transformation easy and at your fingertips. So if you're ready to go from humming a sad song about your situation to finding your voice and whistling a new upbeat tune as you skip along with joy as the new soundtrack of your life then get yourself a copy of carrie's highly acclaimed book today go to carrie slash book to get your copy now that's
3: c-a-r-r-i-e-r-o-w-a-n are you ready to consistently be in the flow of success, build an abundant business, easily find your right clients, and feel good inviting them into your community to do business with you? If your answer is yes, then you'll want to listen to Business Success with Human Design with Nancy O'Keefe on syndicated Dream Vision 7 Radio Network every Thursday at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Business Success with Human Design is a podcast designed to help you peel back the layers of who you have been taught to be and how you've been told to do business, moving you from overwhelm to a business model that aligns with your authentic self and feels right for you come and explore human design for business with nancy Did you know 73% of employees are considering leaving their jobs and almost half of Americans fear being laid off in the next year? That's a lot of fear and anxiety mulling around the office. In today's environment, employees need easy-to-use tools and strategies they can count on when the atmosphere is making them feel less than productive. To find out about proven ways to help your employees turn their stress into success, go to kerryrowan.com and sign up for a free wellness consultation for your company today.
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Look for the Good. I'm here with Sandra Kearney, and we are having an incredible conversation. I want to pick back up with what we were talking about before, because a lot of people have their perfectionistic problem, I'll call it. So let's talk a little bit about that, because I have it too. A lot of people I know have that. So how do you get past that? Like, how do you deal with that? Us not wanting to put stuff out, especially in this day and age where we're trying to put stuff out into the world? Um, how do you deal with that? What do you say to yourself now that you realize that that's a tendency for you?
2: Um, again, I get kind of give myself a little bit of a break, and you know, I'm human, and I kind of look at like what what have I accomplished? Um, so I'm the president of our Rotary Club here in Westboro. and I, I it's volunteer strictly volunteer. Uh, I've been a, I've been a Rotarian for about eight years, and I I, I love it. Um, and I became president this year, and I had really grand ideas about what we we're going to do with the club and all these initiatives we were going to do, and blah blah blah, and get a lot of them done. And I felt really good about it. And then last Friday, I went to a, the Westboro has a block party, and and every year we the Ro- the Rotary Club pass out flags, and uh, I missed that this year. Like I it wasn't on my radar because we had just done a 5k fundraiser. And then we had an installation for one of our club members became the district governor. So there was a lot of things going on. And then I have my grandkids and we were moving. Work was really busy and I just missed it. And I went to the block party with my, with my grandchildren um, on Friday. And I get there and I was like, there was no flags, but what, what's, you know, and I, and I, oh, I just felt like I failed. And it was one of those moments where I recorded a video to the club and I said, you know, and I'm like, we need people to get involved, blah, 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 right? And so today I had a board meeting. And again, this is all volunteer, right? This is not like, this isn't make or break, you know, my life. And I had a meeting with the board today and I said, you know, here's all the good things that we did this year. And I listed the things and I'm like, and here's where I feel like I failed. And they said, you know what? They go, did you see the list of everything that got accomplished that we've been like for years have been saying that we need to get accomplished? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, and they're like, is that even, a, was that a priority for us? And they, you know, and it was, it, it. so I think, and they were like, you've done a great job. And I'm like, I'm not looking for kudos, but I bit off a lot you know, and I bit off a ton. And I you have to kind of say, all right, I bit off a ton. And I shot for the moon, I still landed in the stars, that old cliche saying, right. Um, and I'm in year two, I, I took on two years, because I wanted to, you know, whatever. Um, but this year, I'm doing it differently, you know, so we talked. We. So I think when you're a perfectionist, you got to look at you can't look at things as failures. It's just what didn't you have time for?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know? And what things, what was good? And so when you talk about the gratitude, like I'm grateful that we got, you know, the finances cleaned up the storage unit. So we, we weren't wasting money. Right. I'm grateful for all, for being able to like have the foresight to do those things. And, and as a perfectionist, I could look and spend all this time on, we didn't pass out the flags.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that could be my defining, like I'm done. T-
0: you know, mm-hmm.
2: but, you know, so next year it's like, who wants to champion the flags? <laughs> you know? Delegate. Uh, yeah, you that's know? another good
1: word.
0: <laughs> um, but we do
1: that. Like, it's so we focus on and I love because that's one of the things I just wrote a big article. Um uh, for Authority Magazine on how to believe in yourself. And that's one of the tips I gave. You've got to make that list because we forget you got to make that list. Like uh, we uh, this other group I belong to, this mastermind, they call it the badass list. So you make the badass list, right? Of all the cool things you've ever done in your life. When do you ever make a list like that? Right. And when you start seeing it there, you're like, wow, I guess I'm not lazy or whatever that story that you're telling yourself, that's not true. Like you failed, right?
2: So one of my so I just, we just did our, one one of those long-term procrastination things is doing your trust and your will and all that, right? Oh, so yeah a lot of people have, that's a long-term, mm-hmm. um, you know, procrastination. So we we're getting married, second marriage for us, we each have, you know, our own families. And so we, um, I'm like, we need to set everybody up. So everyone knows what to expect a little bit mm-hmm. more, but you know, and one of the things was in our, it was like, what do we want our funerals to look like? And I said, <laughs> well, celebration of life. Like that's, that's my jam.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, I want that live like you're dying. This is to be my ending song by Tim McGraw.
1: I love that song.
2: I do too. And, you know, and I, and I think about that. I'm like, well, I've been skydiving. I've been rock climbing. I got my motorcycle license when I was 50, you know, I've been to Europe, like all these things like that. I the check, 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 check on my bucket list, um, you know, had a good life mm-hmm. Um, it, and it, and it's nothing given to me. So, you know, those, the people that are like, well, I, I could never do that. Well, I mean, we were not rich growing up and we all just learned how to work Mm -hmm. and like weren't learned how to dream. And I think that's, that's a big thing for people is um, having that resiliency and being able to, you know, you control everything in your life, everything there's not one person, government person that holds anyone down.
1: I love that. That is so huge because that's the piece that I feel like is missing for a lot of people. That's the stumbling block. You know, they look around us. We're very externally focused world, right? We're, we're thinking of all, look at everything around us. We're getting pulled. Our attention's getting pulled in a million different directions. And so we forget that the, we forget how much control we, we give our power away, especially as women, we've been taught to give that power away our whole life. So to be able to take that back, and I love what you just said, and standing in your power and owning that, you know, you're creating it.
2: Yeah. And you know, I mean yeah. I had jobs that I hated that didn't make much money and I always had a side gig. There was always something. It was mm-hmm. always I was always working on my passion. So if I had a job that I didn't like, what's my passion? Yeah, I mean I would I always had a side gig. I even have a side gig now on my and I own my company. <laughs> I love that. You know. <laughs> I, I I own my tra- Development company, and then I and then I own a networking franchise. Like you do, I love that. <laughs> my side gig, like it's twice a month, and I love my I love my two groups. But people are like, "Why are you doing that?" I'm like, "It's, it's my side. I've always had a side gig, and I, you know, that's I enjoy yeah. that." So yeah. yeah, I mean, is it an extra? It's an extra, but um, it, it's just. I, yeah, multiple income streams has been my philosophy mm. of life you know my mother was um you know my mother crawled out of a terrible situation um and she just like we were doing mailings we were doing you know she did bookkeeping she worked her job like we just i mean i i just i i watched her just do some just she's amazing And she was, Her mother was a profound alcoholic, and like she had, she just had nothing. She married at nineteen, and you know, my dad was thirty six. She had no education. He just claimed bankruptcy. I mean, she was. I mean, five kids couldn't move home because her mother was a drinker. You know, you know. So when when people like. People look at me, like I drive a Mercedes, you know, just because I just wanted to. I love my car. Um, you know, <laughs> but it's not for anything. It's just that's just like it's a gift to I'm in my car all the time. It's a gift to myself. It's not for status. Mm-hmm. I just love that car. Yeah. You know? And um, I I just and I earned it.
1: <laughs> you earned it all by yourself. Nobody did it for you.
2: Yeah, yeah, And I think that that's like, if you have that mindset of like, what can I do? And especially God now with COVID and remote work there's there's no reason that you can't do something incredible. My sister's like a, in TikTok fame. Like she started an interior design and she's been on TikTok and Instagram. She just got invited to a huge national, out of 300,000 people, 250 people are invited to this you know, convention. She's one of them. And when, I remember when she wow. first, she was like, Sandy, you think I can do this? I'm like, just, I'm like, just do it. I'm like, learn as you go. Yeah. And she's one of those people that was like in fear. And yep. that was- She's like, I was talking to her yesterday. She's like, I'm making more money than, than my nursing job. You know, <laughs> That's so
1: cool. You know? I love it. I love it. And I
2: love what you just said. Just do
1: it and learn as you go. And that I feel like is the key to overcome that perfectionism just make progress a yeah. little tiny step every day. She probably just started putting herself out there a little bit on TikTok, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she got into it, you know, and she we got a groove. groove on. we
2: wheels <laughs> real going and we just cracked up like there's five girls in my family. We're like, this is crazy, but it's fun. It's yeah. so fun. Watch her. And I think, and when I started my business, I was fired from my job. Um, I was, yeah, I was for, I don't even know why, but a variety <laughs> of reasons that we won't even get into, but, um, none of them legit. And so when I left, when I left my company, I was fired five days before Christmas in 2019. Oh, that's terrible. And it was devastating. Um, so you know, I cried for the weekend or Friday to Saturday. Um, and then Sunday, my significant other um said, you know, you, you knew this was coming because I knew the writing was on the wall. I knew it was coming sometime. Just didn't think it'd be five days before Christmas. <laughs> and um, and he's like, You've been thinking about this, so just just do it. And I was like, okay. And so Sunday I built my website, Monday we incorporated, And then I spent the next two weeks calling all of my former clients and I didn't have a non-computer and non-solicit. So 80% of the clients moved over. So had I sat in fear, had I sat mm-hmm. and, and wallowed mm-hmm. and you know stayed in that space, I, I COVID would have crushed me.
1: Oh, big time! You would have missed that window, and that's the thing. When life gives you that, closes one door, yeah. um, you have that short window right there where we can start to feel sorry for ourselves, or we can, like you said, get up.
2: Yeah,
1: right. Yep. As you told me before, get up. And I love that mantra. And that's exactly what you did. But you, but you also let's honor the se- the part that where you gave yourself time to honor those feelings mm-hmm. because yeah. that's super important. And I think a lot of people skip that step. Right. Because if, yes. if you, right, if you didn't grieve and feel those feelings and the humiliation and the injustice and all those things you were feeling, right? Yeah, the anger. <laughs> and the anger and the end, like, what? You know, what, the like shock, is, right? Yeah. The shock of it all. You have <laughs> to, right? You have to honor that. Otherwise, I feel like we carry that with us. It gets stuck in our body and then it comes out sideways. So I love yeah. the way you did that.
2: And I think it's important. People have to give themselves that time, you yeah, know? Time. I mean, yeah, you sit with it for a little bit. Sit so, sit with the feelings and and take a beat and then you know once that don't sit there too long yeah back up yeah get
1: up and then make your move because it's that mm-hmm. action it's getting back in action that lets that other stuff go yeah. out of our system which is and I, was so,
2: and I was so afraid you know what the clients were going to say and you know because i was new and, mm-hmm. and I, just, I didn't know i mean i was calling and i had no idea um but but again it was one of those things very good at what, at what I did. And I'm very good at what we do. And Mm -hmm. that's just, people were like, we trust you.
1: I love it. And you believed in yourself, Mm -hmm. all those little things along the way, and you knew that you could do it. Right. And you had that role model of your mother. You had just so many great juicy things in there. (laughs) I love it. I just love it. We have so much in common, you know, with five kids and the whole thing. And I, right. I just love, I just love all that. Tell us a little bit more about your business. How do you help companies? I love all this leadership um, training that you do. Tell us how you help companies become better.
2: Yeah, we really work uh, a lot of what we've talked about today, Carrie. It's the the mindset of of your leader, of your new leader. So our, our we work with executive teams, um to help to create their strategy and their mindset and what they want their culture to look like. And then our sweet spot is where we work, we go, we work with the employees. Cause the employees are are the people that are executing that vision. They're the ones that are touching the customers and the clients and their and that internal culture is very important. So we really, we really um we work with companies who embrace the thought of servant leadership. Um, um, the autocratic companies are not our, that they're just not the type of companies we work with. Mm -hmm. Um, and we really want to help to develop leaders that have high emotional intelligence that can have those difficult conversations that can resolve conflict on their own, that can make decisions. We do a lot of financial training for managers as well, because a lot of financial decisions affect the bottom line and managers sometimes don't understand like, how their decisions hiring uh, yeah. is the hugest cost, right? Turnover. So we really, we talk a lot about that onboarding process and that new employee experience. So, you know, we're, we talk about we're the general contractor for training basically for developing mm-hmm. people. So, you know, if someone says I want underwater basket weaving, okay, we'll go out and source that for you and we'll find it. Um, so there's nothing so on, on an out of the box thinker. So, uh, there's there's nothing that's really too out of the box for us and we and there are so many people out there that are brilliant in what they do. Um and that do great kind of uh development and they've got great programs and we partner with really really great people.
1: Mm, it's all about the people. I love that. I love that. It's and you know, it's not about your resources, it's about being resourceful, right? And right. finding what somebody needs. You don't have to have all those people on your staff. You just have to know where to find them right? and deliver them to your clients and vet them and all this stuff that companies don't have time to do.
2: Right. Yeah. And and, and the, our core partner group have, you know, 20 plus years of experience in their field. So our our hybrid and remote uh, facilitators, they do a great job with uh, with working with remote teams and they've been doing it for 25 years well before COVID. So they're not the flat. They do a lot of research, very research based and, you know, processes. So we're very process oriented Um mm-hmm you know, a lot of our, all of our um, trainings or workshops are workshop based. So it's, it's process improvement, it's working together, it's breakout, you know, groups or whatever that is. So we're, we're usually working on something. So, you know, whether it's a, a white glove client experience, you know, we'll grab a focus group of, of people of individuals and, and create that What's our what's our code of conduct for clients? And then we roll that what they've created with our help. Then we roll that out to you know the employee base because there's accountability there. If we came in and said you need to do this 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 and this
0: mm-hmm. and
2: death by PowerPoint and watch our PowerPoint and this is what we're going to do, <laughs> right? People know, right? Um, and so we're having people really engage and what is your, what's your what you what is currently working? Let's talk about that. Can we, can we enhance that? Mm-hmm. What's missing? Mm-hmm. Okay. How are we going to put that in? And it's there. It's them coming up with it. Um, and we're facilitating towards the goal. So it, it works really well. It's, it's so much fun. I love that
1: model. It's total collaboration. You know, it's co-creating something together. All right. You don't have to change everything. You're not reinventing the wheel. You, of course, have things like we talked about what's working in your life, what's not. Same thing with a business. What's working, what's not and getting in there and helping them craft a solution. I love that.
2: Yeah. And so many companies, you know, training companies come in with the, I know everything. We, you don't know their company. Every company is so different. You know, people ask me, well, what industries are you in? I'm like, we're in the people industry. Like we're in the people business. So it doesn't matter what industry we'll learn the industry, but because we're in the people business, we listen to the people in the company and we don't listen to the people that are negative Nellies and that are like, you know, so we, you know, we obviously work it so that it works. Um, so it's not like we take their ideas and run with them. We'll mm-hmm. guide them to maybe think, of, have you thought about it this way? Mm-hmm. That way, right?
1: Change their perspective. Like you said, you're an out of the box thinker, which is why you have this incredible company that you've created. Um, so tell us where can they find you? Where can they, if they're interested in finding out more about your company, where can they find you?
2: I uh, can go to hpowersolutions with an s dot uh, com, and um, certainly can cruise our website there. Uh, we're changing that over, so hopefully, it'll be a new one pretty soon, and or just contact me at skerney at hpowersolutions
1: Awesome!
2: Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you. I really- love
1: fun. Thank you. So fun. You're great to interview. Loved all the wealth of information. And I know you guys got a lot out of this. And um, if you're listening to us live, that's awesome. You can always listen. You can download later and listen to us. But thank you so much for being on Look for the Good. You're a perfect example of what this show represents. And remember, everybody, it's never too late to live your best story. Be well. Did you know that 68% of employees say that training and development is a company's most important policy? Is your company keeping up with the times? At Human Power Solutions, we provide leading-edge professional development programs to help you attract and retain top talent, because in today's changing world, attracting and retaining employees is the key to your company's long-term success. Contact HPS today to find out how we can upskill your leaders and workforce to be more resilient so your company can thrive in any environment. Visit www.hpowersolutions.com. That's www.hpowersolutions.com
0: today. Thanks for tuning in to Look for the Good with your host, Carrie Rowan, best selling author and mindset coach. Join us every Monday at 5 a.m. and 5 p.m. right here at Dream Vision 7 Radio Network. If you weren't able to catch an episode, no worries. Just visit our website to find all the archived episodes of Look for the Good on Demand so you don't miss a thing. And remember, it's never too late to live your best story. For additional resources or to find out about how you can work with Carrie directly, visit CarrieRowan.com for more details.